Welcome to Fun is Fundamental. Fun is Fundamental is a podcast for those who realize that the enjoyment of life is about having something deep in our souls which lights our fire. It's for those who maybe have lost that fire and feel like they are missing out on the pleasures of life. In each episode, I will share recent fun activities and focus on why having fun is essential for good health. I'm your host, Elena, and I invite you to take this journey with me and join the pleasure-seeking movement. Hi. So today, this is an episode that I recorded way back last summer, and I just kind of, I sat on it for a while because I was so not sure how I wanted it to go and stuff. It just kept on not being released, but you know, after listening to it, I just decided just to do light editing. It was recorded in multiple segments, so you'll notice that the sound changes a little bit, but it's pretty much what I said back then, mostly. There's a little bit of about catharsis, and and I kind of, I kind of contradict myself a little bit for it, but I think generally catharsis is good because it's just about letting your emotions out, right? So I don't know why I contradicted myself that much. I guess it was just like in relation to anger and the way this sort of ther- this sort of old therapy of letting letting things out through catharsis. Also, I have an announcement. I have my first event happening in Seattle and it's $10 and it's a mystery mostly. So (laughs) I'm just really excited about it. If you're curious, you can DM me and I can answer any questions you might have. You can find me at fun is fundamental on Instagram or at fun is fundamental podcast at Gmail. And then I'm also on, you can find me at uh, Fun Fundamental Podcast on, on Facebook also. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of ways you can get in touch with me. If you are in the Seattle area, it is April 23rd in the afternoon at noon. So yeah, if you're curious, just reach out. Also, you can still do my play personality quiz. The link will be in the description. I hope you enjoy the episode. It's on, uh, on rage rooms. Are they beneficial or are they not? Let's find out. (laughs) Bye. All right. So I've really been having a hard time trying to get to recording this episode because I feel like I have way too many things that I want to say about it without a lot of time and expertise. We went to a rage room about 12 days ago-ish. And, you know, I definitely, like, wanted to record this pretty quickly. But then I just... I kept on reading more and more things and I just, I was having such a hard time deciding what I wanted to say because there's a lot of conflicting things about rage rooms. 
and if they are beneficial. I mean, the long and short of it is basically like there's a lot of people saying that they're not good. And then some, a lot of people are saying that they're, they are um, psychologists. And I think that it's because there is something to letting out your emotions, <laughs> catharsis. And we hold on to so much of our feelings. But at the same time, if people have anger issues, then it's not good to reward breaking things if you have issues with anger and aggression. You need other outlets of how, of getting out of that feeling angry all the time. I guess, okay, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. So I just set it up because for the podcast, if I'm being honest. I mean, like I, I was intrigued by it. I had been thinking about it for a while and I was like, oh, I, th- I want to do a rage room. But I also, I think, was kind of nervous and anxious about it. And so I just kind of, I just put it off for a couple of years, really. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do this for the podcast. And it was just like, oh, because it was for the podcast and it was like acceptable for me to do it kind of thing. Anyway, so I made the appointment for four of us. And it was, you know, me and my husband and two of our friends, one male, one female. And before I was going to go do it, I like, I made a playlist the week of because I was like, I need to get into the mindset because it didn't feel normal for me to be doing something like this. So I put together my playlist and then I, I watched some videos of people in rage rooms, you know, and I was like, all right, yeah, I'm going to, you know, so I had to pump myself up because I felt, it felt very not normal and not me and not, couldn't, I felt like I couldn't connect with it unless I was kind of putting on a role. Like I am, I am strong, you know, but that's not how I feel normally. So, you know, and I was talking my, my, my girlfriend she came into the house and, you know, I said like, yeah, I made a playlist and I, and I was watching these videos and she was like, yeah, me too. I don't, I don't know if she said exactly like she had to prepare, but I think she wanted to be prepared for what it was. I mean, that's another thing I think gets so like tightly wound up and so in need of control. And I think that's, another thing that maybe why people might like these rooms these rage rooms because it's it's funny we live in such a world of chaos and then we want to control things but in this way we're controlling the chaos and I feel like yeah I I don't know I like how that I want to control the chaos (laughs) not have the chaos control me in this unpredictable world that we live in but talking to our male counterparts in this in this adventure, <laughs> there was no like doubt in going to something like you know going to a rage room. Our our guy friend when we met up with him, he seemed like he was just like really like excited and into it, and you know like there's just like all there was this confidence, and I felt really 
envious of that feeling like feeling confident whereas I was just like kind of like you know anyway we went to the rage room and we got to pick out like 20 things each or something like yeah something like that I don't know exactly how many I didn't count and they had you know bluetooth speaker and they get you all geared up into the stuff you know protective gear and I you know I don't know if getting in the gear or just kind of like or you know having my playlist or or what um or like seeing all the the uh the tools on the wall but like almost instantly as soon as I got in there I was like yeah I think the first thing I did was like it was throw something at the wall because I just felt more natural in a way because you know you're just like I don't know you're like yeah <laughs> like, just but I found that I really liked the tools that were heavy like I really liked holding a, a sledgehammer <laughs> you're just like you're yeah. all like you're just like like push like putting it down on the ground like hitting the ground with the you know whatever plate or whatever there and it felt really powerful. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just warning you, I'm gonna swear. It was just kind of like, no one better fuck with me, and I, or I'll fuck them up, you know, kind of thing. Like, you just felt, you feel like, pow- powerful in that moment, because, especially as women, we feel very weak a lot of times. And, you know, we're expected to be always nice and I I all I'm always apologizing for everything I apologize when I did absolutely nothing and I'm afraid of taking up space so you know I didn't go into this like with any like anger about anything like I didn't have something in my I'm angry about this I don't tend to hold on to anger a lot I hold on to other emotions, other negative emotions like shame and guilt and sadness, <laughs> but not really anger. Like I do obviously feel angry sometimes, especially about how unfair the world is. But, you know, it's like I can't control the things that I'm angry about most of the time. Like, I'm very seldom angry at someone that I actually know because I, I tend to feel empathetic and compassionate towards people I know in person. So, I don't know. I'm just not angry that much. I might be, like, sometimes, like, like what's wrong with this person, you know? Like, we, you know, when you have these encounters with people and drivers, and you're just like, what, what the hell's wrong with, you know? But, like, it's not like I'm just, like, holding on to all this anger. You know, we have a lot to be angry about right now. The world's really, really fucked up. So, for me, it just became, like, this cathartic thing of, like, feeling powerful in that moment. When I don't usually feel powerful. 
I am constantly like being a people pleaser and making myself small. So it was nice to feel powerful for even a short moment. But it definitely made me like want to embrace that more. So I guess I want to say, you know, that obviously we live in a time of great anger and resentment for people, everyone, all Americans, you know, from all all walks of life. And, uh, you know, we have a growing number of mass shootings. So I understand the concern with encouraging an already rage-filled population from using destruction as therapy <laughs> instead of, you know, actual anger therapy. But, I mean, partly, you know, there's the problem with the mental, you know, not having access to mental health, um, not having access to mental health for a lot of people that, in taboos around talking about mental health, you know, I mean, I, I feel like especially for, you know, men, you know, and obviously they're ones that perpetrate these mass shootings most often. But I guess it's also just like the fact that, you know, having a, um, a stand-in object for getting your anger out doesn't, there's no evidence that it actually has any benefit at all. And that, in fact, it tends to make anger worse because it doesn't really release it doesn't release anything it just like it keeps like it just stays there so the idea of catharsis isn't necessarily true and accurate when it comes to anger and rage i think anger and rage needs to be you you know you need to find a way to use it constructively or to figure out how to release like let it go you know so either you do something with it either you change your situation you talk you know you talk to the people that you're angry with and you make it have a solution or you have to just let it go there's you know there's no way of holding you know holding on to it and getting really relief you know and that's the thing the rage room I feel like it's if you look at it as being like maybe stress relief, I think that it does have benefits, but it's not for rage release. And so I don't know, maybe we need to be talking of like calling it a smash room as opposed to a rage room and not have like label it as something that's actually good for anger because it doesn't like really when you look at the science, it doesn't seem like it's really good for anger. It's I think it's good for stress. I think it's good for fr maybe having some frustrations about like just what where we are in the world right now. You know, there's definitely was a lot of articles surrounding the popularity of them through to get through the pandemic because you know there's obviously a lot of fr frustration and people are you know just stuck at home and not able to go about their normal lives and. And there's also just a lot of anxiety about like what's going to happen. And so like you're just holding on to these feelings and maybe you need some way to let them go. And that's the thing. I think for 
having giving a sense of empowerment when you feel helpless and and that you have no control I think it does help and you know people also repress a lot of feelings and I do think that and if you feelings that are seen as negative people tend often a lot a lot of people repress them instead of venting them and letting them out and so I do think that there could be you know benefits for people who are holding on to things and not letting them out as I mean as long as if it then turns into like oh now I'm so full of rage then you you need to like then deal with that and not keep going back to a rage room you know kind of thing you need to you know seek therapy you know, there are a few therapists that, um, there was like this stress RX in California where the ther it was actually prescribed by therapists. But I, like I said, I think it was more for stress as opposed to rage. And so that's once again, where I'm like, maybe we just need to be looking at it in a different way. Like, I don't necessarily think that that's the thing. Like there's some ther therapy, you know, psychologists that are like rage rooms are just bad period you know there was articles that were just like this is not good you know but it's like really like it's not good for this here's the evidence of you know the science of why catharsis doesn't really work in anger that releasing things by breaking them doesn't really do it for this but it doesn't mean it doesn't work for other things is what i'm saying I was listening to a podcast with Kimberly Ann Johnson and she was talking about healthy aggression and women especially. And I, you know, just really identified with it. And I was like, this makes so much sense. And it, I think it, it was, I now was like, I understand why I was scared of this side of me that would want to do something like break things, you know, that I felt like it was bad and wrong to want to do that kind of thing. And she, you know, she talked about how generally women associate with the prey. She was in a class and she, they were watching a video of like a rabbit or something and a wolf and, you know, she got, she was talking about getting like so anxious because she, she identified, you know, with that, with that rabbit. And she's like, you know, like, oh no, like get away. like. Da, da, da. And I definitely know for a fact that I definitely identify with the cute little meek. I definitely don't identify with the predator. Even though, like, I can watch, I can watch, like, violent movies and I can identify with, like, James Bond or, like, you know, you have, like, the hero and they're doing violent things. John Wick. Like, I can watch those and be, like, entertained and, like, into it. But, like, I've, like, wanted to do, like, martial arts. But I also feel completely intimidated by that. Kimberly Ann Johnson's released a book, which I haven't read yet. I haven't gotten a hold of a copy. I'm 
It's at the library, but anyway, her book is called Call of the Wild, and I'm definitely really interested in reading it and exploring more about this because that's the thing, like, I, you know, went into this kind of just being, like, expecting one thing and kind of expect, you know, being like, oh, I'm going to do research about anger, and I, you know, did learn, you know, some stuff about that, but I realized that I really wanted to explore healthy aggression because as you know humans we we are we do have aggression naturally and obviously we don't want to complete repress all aggression because that's not normal that's not healthy but there's a difference between just healthy aggression which is like just you know being like your power and you know, people talked about it like in toddlers, like when you're, you know, I want that. And, you know, it's just like this natural thing. You go after the thing that you want. But, you know, it gets stifled from a very early age in us. And it's like we're conditioned to like think that it's wrong. And obviously there's, you can't have everything you want. So there are, you know, lessons that, you know, children need to learn. Not everything is yours to have, but to recognize what you want. And it's, they, in this whole thing, they talk about boundaries and consent. And not everything can be yours because not everything is yours. But, I mean, that's that's a thing where things become unhealthy is people taking what's not theirs, Right. I guess another thing I do want to talk about a little bit, and I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to formulate the idea, is that when it came to like healthy aggression, you know, I just think a lot about how much we're stifled as children. You're just taught to just fall in line and to do, just do what you're told. And, and not necessarily, always for any any particular reason like obviously there are times when it's you know you're you need to teach children right from wrong you need to set boundaries but it also teaches them to set boundaries as as children and as adults you know like children have a right to set boundaries there's just so many like arbitrary things that just you just do this and it's not necessarily for a reason I grew up being told that some of my dreams weren't practical and that I just need to figure out something practical to do with my life. And, you know, you just stop dreaming because you're not allowed to pursue what you actually want in life. This I, There's this idea, like, you just follow the dreams of what you're told. You know, you're told to be this person. And I, I guess that's the thing with, like, healthy aggression is that it's about completely fulfill, like who who are you and what do you want and how do you go about getting what you want that's the thing with ang- you know anger can be a catalyst for change and for pursuing what you need and what you want if you have the skills to get those go after those things so that's the thing. So often anger is just seen as like this negative 
negative thing and aggression is seen as this negative thing but you know it's not it's not it's not always sometimes it's just it's it's drive you know like there's this betty davis quote and i'm not quoting it exactly because i wasn't planning to use this quote but i was seen as aggressive and like my i put my balled my hands together as a fist but it wasn't aggression it's it was drive you know like but especially i feel like for women it's just there's such this expectation of you being you you get to have these these kinds of jobs and you go and you become a mother and you that's becomes your whole identity is just being a mother and falling in in line and being this person that we expect you to be and and that you're only allowed to be these things and i mean i guess that's you know it's probably true with men too that there are things that are just expected of them and this is what it is to be a man for sure i'm not saying that that doesn't exist for men but men are allowed to go after the things that they want in society more than women are you know women if they are too demanding or ambitious they're seen as bitches they're seen as unlikable oh i i did forget to mention that rage room started in japan in 2008 and i'm like of course they did because everything that is amazing comes from japan right they have like all the ideas just all the ideas i guess that's the main thing i guess i i I'm taking away from it and what I want to talk about that you know I'm not recommending rage rooms to people because some people probably should not do rage rooms but I would say um, certainly anyone that feels like me and feels small and weak in this crazy world and that you always are trying to be small and likable you might get something out of it like I did to feel powerful. Okay, so I guess my overall feeling of the rage room. I mean, I have a lot of a lot of feelings obviously in this episode and it wasn't just one one argument because I we as humans are complex and you know, different people do need different things. But I feel like I hopefully express my ideas and what I got out of out of it so for me it was definitely fun and I'd recommend it for anyone who needs to just blow off a little steam or just thinks it sounds fun or maybe someone like me who it's outside of their comfort zone and maybe they will learn something from doing it but obviously I don't recommend it for someone who is carrying around a lot of anger because Americans are angry enough. We don't need you to be any more angry. <laughs> One complaint that my husband had was that everything just broke too easily. Like when you just like do like the base thing, you just get a bunch of glass items and everything, most things like broken one, one go and um a couple of things you might have needed to like hit them twice because they were like maybe the heavier kind of glass um but overall like if you want to get 
you know, like the real office space kind of experience. Um, I would say shell out a little bit more money to get something bigger, a bigger item, get a, an appliance of some sort, <laughs> a, a, a coffee machine, of course, the, the standard, a TV, of course, would be very satisfying. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed like the shattering of the glass, but I can understand like the feeling of like, I want, you know, I want to be able to like hit it a couple of times maybe. Cause at the end of it, after like things were kind of broken, I was like, can I make anything smaller? Like hitting the floor with like the, you know, shards and finding the pieces that were a little bit bigger that we could just break a little bit more. Cause it was, cause it was fun. I would say this has been, that was one of my favorite fun experiences so far um, doing this podcast. So I guess I will read a quote and then say goodbye. In our struggle to restrain the violence and contain the damage, we tend to forget that the human capacity for aggression is more than a monstrous defect, that it is also a crucial survival tool. That was a quote by um, from Catherine Dunn, and she is an author. Um, uh, I mean, she was a writer of multiple things, not just um, books. But um, she's most famous for the book Geek Love. And while I do not necessarily recommend it to everyone, because just if you just read about what it's about, it's about um, circus freaks. Boy, they, it was such an intense read. I, I will never forget that book. Bravo to her. Um, she unfortunately passed away, so she will not hear this, but she also wrote a lot about, she wrote a lot about boxing, I guess. So I don't know if this quote had to do with boxing a little bit. And then she also has a book on cursing, which I'm kind of intrigued by. I feel like that could be also another another therapy, right? For some people. I I don't have a problem with swearing myself generally. So yeah, I I swear. <laughs> I I swore on this podcast today. So I don't know. I hope that the you enjoyed the episode, that it gave you some things to think about because it this definitely gave me a lot to think about myself and what I, who I want to be, what I want my life to be and what I think maybe a lot of other people might need. It's an interesting, it was an interesting subject to look at. I hope that you enjoyed the podcast. This is current me again. And I don't forget to rate and subscribe and to tell your friend if you like the podcast. And hopefully I will be doing, coming up with more activities and content like outside of just the podcast and we can connect more. I, I'm really wanting to have more conversations with the listeners about fun and what you're doing for fun.
So reach out and let me know. Bye.